Hello, and welcome to Real Nutrition Talk. My name is Olivia Russell, and I am the owner of a nutrition education business named Intuitive Dieta. And my name is Regan Alexander. I have my master's in nutrition, as well as my personal trainer certification through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. In this podcast, we are going to dive deep into health, wellness, and nutrition, debunking diet myths as we go. In our current age of information, it's nearly impossible to find useful nutrition advice, and it's really exhausting listening to all the contradictions that exist. That's why we're here. Follow along as each week we sit down to discuss a different topic in order to determine if it is diet trash or treasure. We're so glad you're here. Hi, everybody, and welcome to our first podcast. As you heard, my name is Reagan. My name is Olivia. We're very excited. <laughs> yeah. So why did we start a podcast is the question. We met in grad school. We both have our master's in nutrition. We are both, we discovered in school that we're both passionate about dismantling diet culture and busting all the diet myths you hear on a daily basis. And we love going off on rants about it. So we thought, why not start a podcast? Surely someone will want to listen too, but. Right? We've got great little tidbits of information all the time. And every time we talk, we're like, why did we not record that? That was brilliant. (laughs) And so here we are recording it. (laughs) Exactly. Well, in this episode, we just wanted to do a little Q&A so you can kind of get to know us, get to know our background and what we're about. Yeah, I'm going to be questioning Reagan first. <laughs> She's in the hot seat first, so we can get to know her. We're going to do just a few like regular questions, and then I'm going to do a few rapid-fire questions for her to just, off the top of her head, just come up with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. All right, let's do it. So the first one is, where are you from, and where are you now? Yeah. All right. That, that is the question. If you want to be really technical, I was born in South Dakota, but I lived most of my life in Wisconsin, Midwest gal. I went to college in North Dakota, so really love the Midwest. And then lived there until a couple months, like six months ago when I moved to Idaho, my husband started medical school. So that's why I'm here. Never thought I'd end up in Idaho, but it's pretty awesome. You're just hop skipping around the Midwest. Right? <laughs> right. Fun fact, guys, fun fact. It's I live in Boise. Don't say Boise because you do that. The immediate is like, oh my gosh, you idiot. It's Boise. I got oh. that so much. So if you want to come here and not seem like a tourist, say Boise because that's what it is. So Boise instead of Boise? There's no Z. They know you're not from here if you say a Z. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the more you know, right? All right. Question number two. Why did you choose nutrition and were there other options? Um, Yeah, didn't ever end up, didn't ever think I would end up in nutrition. Probably since like mid high school, I was convinced I was going to go to medical school. Um, My longest kick was I was going to be a brain surgeon. And I'm not sure if that was Grey's Anatomy or the nerd in me. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I got, as I got further along in college, I realized that I personally subscribe more to a more holistic, functional approach to medicine. And Western medicine just doesn't really align with my personal health beliefs. So it didn't really make sense in my mind 
to go through all the work of becoming a doctor, you know? And totally. so I've always loved cooking and nutrition. I think it's really cool how food can affect our health and mood and honestly everything. So I kind of just fell into it. It wasn't really planned until the day I applied to this program. So <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like our stories like are so similar in some ways yeah. and so different. But the way to nutrition, I feel like was very similar for me too. Yes. But that leads us great into the next question. How has your relationship to food evolved and changed? Juicy. This is a juicy question. Um, okay. I feel like you kind of have to start when you're little. Um, I give major credit to my mom. She is an amazing cook. And so I had very good meals growing up, like home cooked meals. Honestly, I, I appreciate the fact that diet culture was not a part of my mom's life. I mean, if it was, I never picked up on it. So I've always had a really good relationship to food. Always just ate when I was hungry. Um, we had dessert a lot. It was just a very good balance, which is sad, but I think that's rare these days for families. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. And then when I was in late middle school, early high school, um, someone in my life struggled with an eating disorder, multiple different eating disorders. And that was kind of my first exposure to thinking about like body image and the way that I look, which is so closely tied to the way you eat. But honestly, I never really struggled with it until college. And I think just being so stressed out with working and going to school and trying to get perfect grades because I thought I was going to medical school, I felt like the one thing I could control in my life was exercise and diet and nutrition. And I just wanted to be perfect, in air quotes, as perfect as I could. And although I don't think I ever would classify myself as I had an eating disorder. I definitely struggled with episodes of binge eating, mostly tied to like stress. I think it was my coping mechanism, an unhealthy coping mechanism. And then I think the more I spent learning about nutrition and following different people who subscribe to intuitive eating, which is something we'll go really into, the more I realized, I don't know how to say it, but the more I realized that I needed like what I was doing wasn't healthy. It wasn't bringing joy to my life. And you do different crazy diets trying to achieve health, but it's it's honestly the farthest you can be from achieving health in your life. So especially getting engaged to my husband and kind of not living my life solo anymore, it just really helped pull me out of it. And so I think I was lucky that I entered my master's program in nutrition, not having food issues. I think a lot of people who go into like dietetics have food issues that they need to work through. And I am grateful that I already did that. that I, I feel like I already did that before starting the program. So I could just, it just made it easier, honestly. So I feel like I have a really good relationship to food now. Um, I'm one of those weirdos that like lifts weights and I don't obsessively track macros or calories, which is really hard for people to wrap their minds around. But <laughs> Yeah, you're always telling me like the people in the bodybuilding community are like, how do you not know your macros? Right, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like when you learn about nutrition and like you learn just like, okay, I I work out, I lift a lot. So I should prioritize protein at my meals, but you don't need to obsessively, you know, we're not robots. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I feel like I we need to also talk about your 
your journey as a vegan because oh I feel gosh. like I, I feel like we didn't we haven't mentioned this yet. Reagan is vegan and she has been for how long? Like seven years. Yeah, she's been a vegan for a long time, but we should, I feel like we yes. should touch on this. Like, why did you become vegan? That is and such a good question. What has you continuing on it? <laughs> that That's so funny. And I feel like that just speaks to how long I've been doing it that I completely glossed over that part of my story. Like, that's, I just eat that way. Like, yeah. so, um, I was like, no, we need to talk about this. She didn't mention it. And I feel like it's going to shock it's even better now that I mentioned yes. it after you said all that because <laughs> it's better now. <laughs> 100%. All right. Well, let's see. It's actually super funny how I started out as being vegan. So I remember my freshman year of college, like I was in that generic writing class that everyone has to take. And our teacher made us write this paper and you had to have like three perspectives. It couldn't be like two. Mm -hmm. Um and so I was like, I have no idea what to do. And then I was like, oh, I'll do the perspective of what's the quote unquote best diet. You could tell the mentality I was at in the at the time. Um, so I think I did like the standard American diet, a vegan diet. And I think I did like a paleo. I don't know, but another popular one at the time. And then I did that. And I was like, you know, I feel like I'm going to challenge myself to be vegan for like, I don't know. I think I did like a month. And I actually really liked it. I liked how I felt. And it's hard. It's hard to go back and talk about why I went vegan because I did not go vegan for the reason I am vegan now, which I'm vegan. I stay vegan because I'm like super passionate about animals and animal rights. And I, I, I know you can get meat that's like ethically raised and sourced. Like I buy it for my husband, but being vegan works for me. So it's just, I feel like I can do that for the animals. And if there comes a point where it's not working for me, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to go against my health and stay vegan. But I went vegan for unhealthy reasons. That's not why I continue to be vegan. I'd say like two or three years in when I really started following intuitive eating, I had to sit with myself and be like, am I, am I still going to eat this way? Um, and honestly, that's how I feel my best. So yeah. I love it. I I feel like we really needed to talk about that because your reasons for being vegan are so like I think healthful and I like that you said it's an in, it's still very intuitive for you. Yeah. Like it's it's not like you're doing it just to do it at this point. It's like no, it just feels right for my body. Right. And I like that. My whole thing is intuitive eating. So yeah, and everyone's body is totally different the way it, it reacts to different things. Like I tried to be vegetarian and my body was not happy mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and that's not to say that i could potentially do it if i wanted to but it's more just like really doing it based off of how you feel and mm -hmm. i feel like you're a wonderful example of this because not only do you are you vegan but you're also a bodybuilder yes so you're like showing people that it's absolutely possible yeah so if you just listen to your body and you know what works best for you anything is possible exactly honestly we could do a whole episode on the whole the vegan protein debate yes <laughs> grinds oh, my gears like do it we need to add it oh i'm adding gosh. that to Every our time someone finds out i'm vegan they're like wait wait how how do you get protein i'm like oh my gosh like i don't even have to think about it anymore but you're like it's not tangent. that hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, then that's again a great segue into what's your favorite meal? Oh goodness. 
this is hard. Do you have a favorite meal? Mm, I feel like this has to be like favorite current meal because honestly, it changes up. Totally. Yeah. Current meal. Whatever, yeah. whatever in November like, 2023, oh, what is your favorite goodness. meal? Can we do like a savory oh, meal and a more sweet meal? Heck yeah. Let's okay. do it. So my current obsession is there's this, um, one of my favorite vegan like food bloggers is funnily enough, her name's Olivia too, <laughs> but, um, it, I don't know her full name, but it's like live B. Anyway, I have a bunch of her cookbooks. She has this sheet pan pot pie recipe Ooh. that has like, you know, all the pot pie, potatoes, celery, carrots, tofu. Um, and you just like do it on a sheet pan. It's so easy. Um, it's a recipe that my husband frequently requests. So that's when I know it's good because yeah. he wants it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it just hits. It's November when we're recording this right now. It just, it hits different this time of year. So that's a current obsession. Love. And then sweet. I'm going to sound, oh my gosh, like such a weightlifter, but protein pancakes. I have spent years <laughs> trying to perfect my recipe and I just, I've got it. I found the right protein powder. I found the right ratios. They just hit different. I had them for dinner last night. They're just so oh, good. Chef kiss. Yes. I have to share that recipe at some point. Like I really should. Protein pancakes that taste good. I know. Please. It's, it's honestly all in the protein powder. If you have a crap protein powder, it's not going to work out. So I've spent totally. so much money trying to find finding a good vegan protein powder, guys. It's a time, let me tell you. I believe that. Last last big question is what is the best piece of advice you've been given? Ooh, this is good. This is good. <laughs> I feel like I am blessed. I have a lot of people in my life that give really good advice. I think, okay, so I work at a cycle studio. A lot of the instructors there, they just are full of such good nuggets of wisdom. And the instructor's name, Erin Barker, one of her rides, she said that nobody wants, wakes up wanting to be mediocre. And I feel like that just really hits home. I don't know. I feel like we're both in a time in our lives where we're in that weird transition of we definitely are full adults now. Like, yeah. I mean, are you 26? I'm 27. Okay, I'm 26. She's 27. We are actually adults, but <laughs> we're I feel supposed like, to be. <laughs> yes, we just came off of like school, like college, then grad school. So it kind of feels like we're just starting that adventure into adulthood. And it can be very overwhelming, especially when other people our age kind of seem to have careers already. And so I think she said that at a time when I was just really struggling with what I wanted to do and having direction with my life and just being like, nobody wants to be mediocre. So wake up and just do the things that will help you excel towards, I don't know, living a full life. And Ooh. yeah. I love that. Fantastic. Like, I don't want to be mediocre. So why would I not? Why would I wake up and make decisions that lead to a mediocre life? You know? Absolutely. It's it's almost like, yeah, of course, nobody nobody wants to wake up and be mediocre. Everyone wakes yeah. up and be like, I would like to have a good day. At least I hope I hope yes. not. I hope yeah, everyone's not, trying to live what, their I'm, best yes. life. If you're not trying to live your best life, this is this is it. <laughs> do it. Start today. <laughs> live yes. your best life. <laughs> All right. Next we're just gonna do rapid fire real real quick ones. They're okay. they're like one word, two word, one sentence answers. All right, okay. ready? All right, first, what's your favorite color? Ooh, a nice teal. Ooh, what's your favorite food? 
Oh, we kind of did that, but <laughs> oatmeal. Yes, I love this. Yes. <laughs> did you hear the shock in my voice? I was like, Are you I actually shocked? I was not expecting oatmeal. <laughs> okay, it's gonna be oatmeal or broccoli, which is <laughs> so boring. Oh my gosh, guys, you can make broccoli taste flipping fire. Absolutely, but that was like such a vegan response. <laughs> it really was. I hate that for me. Broccoli. <laughs> Alrighty, next question. Rapid, rapid fire, fire, right? That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's your favorite workout day? Ooh, this oh, is a good one. I was excited about this one. This is a good one. I love a good chest day, chest and biceps, which is like what dude, I played soccer my whole life. So the fact that I like arms is wild it's to me. Wild, so it's wild. My favorite day. I'm like, that's the, I'm like the exact opposite. I'm like, just day. <laughs> All right. What's your hobby? Like, what's your current hobby? Hmm. You have a current hobby. Is it bad if I say my dog is my current hobby? Absolutely not. Your dog is adorable. Oh, my so. gosh, a gem. Okay. But anyway, I feel like I would say like cooking and going to the gym are my hobbies, but I feel like that's just like stuff I do every day. That's so bad that my dog's my hobby, but like my dog is my hobby in the sense that since I got him, it makes me go out and explore like parks and walking trails and places I just would not take myself to. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. Your dog can absolutely be your hobby. It's whatever makes you happy. Oh, <laughs> what kind of dog do you have? Oh, yes. Okay. So I hate to be the, I have a doodle, but I have a doodle. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a mini Aussie doodle. Except he doesn't look like one, I've discovered, because people are always shocked when I tell them that he's a he's a doodle. Yeah. He's very heavy on the Australian Shepherd, which he's wickedly smart, really fast, high energy, yeah. sort of everything. So it's it's a combo, but it works. He's so cute. If you ever you gotta follow Reagan and yes. just wait for her dog pictures because he's so cute. <laughs> All right. Next rapid fire that's not so rapid. What is your biggest fear? Oh, this is deep. My, okay, can I have a deep and not so deep? My not so deep is butterflies. Hate them. There's a backstory. I am terrified of butterflies, but we won't go into that. Um. <laughs> we're going to need, we're going to need to come up with a way to bring that into this at some point. But oh, what's yeah, your, what's your deep, deep fear? Um, my actual fear would probably be getting to like, the end of my life and being like, I didn't take the opportunity to do stuff that I really loved, which is something I'm trying to do better about now is like everything doesn't need to be so serious and organized and X, Y, Z all the time. Like I need yeah. to take the time to enjoy my life and, you know, totally. I which is why I'm in an unconventional career. Like, could I be my, my degrees in biology? Could I be in a lab? Like I said, making a lot of money working my life way right now. Yes. But doing nutrition and stuff like that brings me joy. So we're living yeah, the broke life for a while. Do the things you love. Yes. Money doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Right. So what is your perfect day? Ooh, I love this question. I saw this and I love it. Okay. Call me crazy. I wake up at 4.30 a.m., but, like, wide awake. I've had a good seven hours of sleep, okay? Uh -huh. I have my coffee. Guys, I'm obsessed with coffee. I have... <laughs> Another thing you'll always see on her Instagram that just brings me... It brings me joy. Oh, my gosh. I, I have a how much line. joy it brings uh, Reagan. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. So I have, like, I have, like, a Breville espresso machine that it's a recent addition, but I also have my Nespresso which I just got like 10 pounds of 
an espresso package yesterday. Guys, I'm serious. I'm addicted. But anyway. I wish we lived closer because I would be at your house all the time being like, barista. So, yes, I I make my coffee. Um, And I... I sit down and I read whatever book I'm reading for like at least a half hour while I have my coffee. And then me and Nero, my dog, go outside. We go for a little walk. And then I come back in. I have a little snickety snack and I go to the gym. I come home. I have second breakfast like a hobbit. It's the only <laughs> way to go, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um. After that, I go to a coffee shop that is dog friendly so I can bring my dog. Ooh. We get a coffee. We go for a walk in a cute park. I come home. I make some sort of baked good. I don't know what, but it's some sort of baked good. I make a really good soup. Mm-hmm. I have said soup. We watch, my husband and I watch The Office. We play cards because I think we're 90. <laughs> it's okay. Me and my husband have started playing Scrabble together and it's the most <laughs> ridiculous thing ever, but I we love, love it. <laughs> I love. And then honestly, I just read till bed. I feel like my ideal day changes up. I'm in a season of... I hate that phrase, season of life. I'm in a season of life right now. I love it. I support it. (laughs) My life is chaotic. Like I'm doing overnight nannying for preemie triplets, guys. Like my life is chaotic. So an ideal day to me is like going to the gym and just relaxing. I love it. That is a beautiful day. It really is. (laughs) Giving yourself relaxation is a perfect day. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Last rapid fire. One weird fact that you have floating around in your head. I was so excited for this question because when you wrote it, I, two days later, the perfect fact. Okay. I don't know if I'm stupid, but I realized (laughs) that. What a great start. (laughs) Okay. Prunes. You know prunes? Yeah. It's a dried plum. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. And someone said that. And I was like, surely you're joking. Surely that's not real. (laughs) No. But, wow, we're getting so TMI real fast. When I was, like, really little, um, I got easily constipated. So my mom made me eat prunes every morning. And I hated them. So I've just, like, avoided them like the plague ever since. But I love plums. And someone was like, you don't you know that plums are or prunes are dried plums and I'm like no no they're not <laughs> why would you ruin my life like that Seriously. <laughs> so that's the weird fact I have floating in my head oh my goodness that's amazing well everyone that's Reagan yeah. <laughs> you now know a lot more. <laughs> you know a lot more about Reagan now <laughs> yeah. all right all right for the sake of time let's switch Olivia where are you from and where are you now I am born and raised and currently still live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Fun fact, people, New Mexico is not part of Mexico. It is, in fact, part of the U.S. And why am I saying this? Because the amount of times I've had people ask, oh, you're from Mexico? Is ungod? Do I sound like I'm from Mexico? I am shocked. So sad the amount of Americans that don't know all the states. Also, if you look at me, so guys, I'm I'm like Viking, okay? I've got Viking DNA. I am full Nordic. I'm five yeah. eleven. I'm athletically built. Olivia looks You're like not- she's from Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. That's like where I look mm-hmm. like I'm from. I'm not. I mean, my parent, my my dad is my real dad is, mm-hmm. but I'm from here. <laughs> okay, Olivia, why did you choose nutrition, and were you always thinking nutrition? All right, I'm going to have to try and save time with this story because this is 
This is an epic story. <laughs> so I started my college career going into college being like, I don't know what I'm doing, but here we go. Let's just try it out. I went through six different career paths. At oh, first, wow. I was like a PE teacher. And then I don't know what got me out of that. I think I was just like, they don't get paid enough. Because, you yeah. know, when you start college, you're like, oh, I actually have to think about money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I was like, can't be a PE coach. And then I went to nursing because both my mom and stepdad are nurses and took the, what is it? The HESI? Passed mm -hmm. the HESI. And then my mom let me go do a round with some of her nurses at yeah. the place she was at. And that was my first like, oh, I really don't like our medical system. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't really like how all of this is. It's so sterile. It's so impersonal. And God bless nurses, first of all. Truly. Like, I'm not religious, but God bless nurses. They <laughs> deal with some of the wildest stuff and the grossest stuff. So I've always liked the human body. I've always had like a fascination. I got my first anatomy book at like six years old. Like <laughs> I think humans are so cool and so weird. Like we we yeah. do weird stuff. But from there, I was like nursing's not it. And I was like, well, I'm an athlete. Uh I played volleyball in high school for a D1 high school yeah. and super high intensity. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm an athlete. I'll do athletic training. Guys, do not come to UNM for their athletic training program. Okay. These people are in they were insane. They were like it was like going into the military. Oh my gosh. It was, I had to wear a uniform every day. Like, and it wasn't a cute uniform, okay? It was freaking khakis and like a like a polo. Can someone tell me why like athletic trainers are always forced to wear khakis when you know right. when they're in the real world they're gonna wear athletic clothes? Right. Like it made no that that was my thing. I was like, yeah. what? And so after that, I <clears throat> was like, do I even want to be in college? Because I, I feel like everyone has this moment in college where they're like, why am I doing this to myself? Oh, yeah. 100%. When I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. And so I I left college for a little while. I took, um, I think it was a semester or two off. And at the time I was working at Starbucks. <laughs> we could do a whole thing on how horrible Starbucks is. It's a, really good. It's a cult, okay? Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I was in there. I was knee deep in the cult. Okay, they got they had me <laughs> gaslit and freaking. They had me knee deep into it. Okay, yeah. and so I was like, "Oh, I want to be a manager of a Starbucks." <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "Okay, I could get my bachelor's degree. Starbucks does pay for your bachelor's degree, which was cool." Nice. But I was like, "I need something useful," mm -hmm. and I was like, "Okay, I communications right." Yeah. I've always had like a fascination with human communication anyway because I'm like super sensitive to people's mannerisms and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've learned recently that's because my childhood was like I felt unsafe and so I oh. had to like watch for danger signs and so I'm like really really good at picking up people's micro expressions or like tone of voice and so I went and got my bachelor's in communications with the intent to be a manager at Starbucks and they gaslit me so bad. They were just like, 
Yeah, someday. <laughs> but someday. you just have to, they they always told me I had an attitude problem. And I'm like, listen, if you're a woman, you'll get this. Yeah. If you're authoritative and you're and you speak out about things that you don't approve of, you are going to be told you have an attitude problem. Inevitably. <laughs> and that was the biggest thing. They were like, your attitude's just not great. And I'm like, my attitude's not great with upper management only. Ask yeah. my customers and all of my baristas. Yeah. Me. They were like, please be our manager. And but upper management was like, no, she, she says too many things that are true. We can't can't be having that. <laughs> yeah. So sure. I quit. Uh, my husband finally got me to quit. We got engaged and he was like, this place is killing you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> it is. And so. I took a few months off and I got really, really deep into spiritual stuff because I was like, what the, what is my purpose? Like, why am I here? And I did um, breath work. I don't know if you guys know what breath work is, but um, I did shamanic breath work or diaphragmatic <laughs> breath work sessions. And mm -hmm. I was like, I really need to be in a place where I am helping people. Like, I'm really yeah. passionate about like helping people. And I really like, learning about the human body so i but i was like i hate our medical system so yep. i was like okay what can i do with that and i discovered naturopathic doctors how i didn't know about that until that point i don't know but i discovered and nd programs and was like oh i want to do that and then i realized i'd have to move mm -hmm. to do it and we were not in a place to move so i was like okay next best thing nutrition <laughs> Yeah, and that's how I ended up in nutrition. Amazing, a thousand other freaking options, and feel like I was led by my grandma on my dad's side. She had passed away the year before, and we had a horrible relationship, mm -hmm. <laughs> terrible relationship. But she really, she was super into natural everything. She yeah. was like an OG hippie, like before I hippies were a thing. She was love a hippie. that. But also like a crazy Christian at the same time. Don't ask me how. What a combo. Anyway, I realized I was like, ah, she might have been on to something. <laughs> and so I always joke that like the spirit of my grandma was like, jokes on you. Guess what? You're going to get real passionate about this. <laughs> that's hilarious. I don't think I've ever heard your full like journey to nutrition. And that's fascinating. And it's it's cool how you can see that you've always wanted to like help people, especially with nursing. Like I also started as nursing. I don't know if we've shared this, but yeah. so yeah. So it's just cool how you end up where you're supposed to end up. I love that. It is. Yeah. That was the shortened version. <laughs> I tried to make that as short as possible. Guys, if you want in-depth looks into our lives, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Comment. Unfiltered on YouTube. Let us know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. This one. I'm changing a little bit. So it's how has your relationship to food evolved and changed? But I know you've done like a intentional year of intuitive eating. So I want you to talk about that too, because I think it's super fascinating. So yeah, all roads lead to intuitive eating. So <clears throat> I have had the most ridiculous relationship with food my whole life. So my mom and dad were never married. I was a surprise baby. And they are 
should never have been together mm-hmm. at all. My parents are so wildly different. They're both Scorpios, though. So I don't know why that is a thing. But What are you? Side tangent. Oh, I'm a Libra. Amazing. But with my, my moon is in Gemini, which just ruins my whole life all the time. Okay. Libra is like, balance everything. And Gemini is like, you're never going to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, you start your own business. Yes, so naturally, right? Exactly. We'll get there. But anyway, so my dad, on my dad's side, they're like very healthy. That's the grandma that was like super into natural stuff. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of trauma with our medical system, which is why she never trusted it. And so they did like organic everything. Their whole paychecks were on food only. Like that's what they spent all their money on. And my, and my grandma, she was crazy. Like bless her soul. But we argued from very early on mm-hmm. about food because she was crazy about it. And my mom, on the other hand, my mom and stepdad are like the hedonists. <laughs> like they just, they eat for joy and yeah. they eat for pleasure. And my stepmom was horrible to me about food when I was growing up. Cause before I was like in my middle school years, I, I just kind of ate pretty intuitively like anyone, yeah. but I'm a, I like I said, I'm a bigger person and I'm af- I'm an athlete. So yeah. I ate a lot. Yeah. My stepmom would make the worst comments. She'd be like, You're eating as much as a grown man, or that's your stomach's a little big, or like horrible comments like yeah. that. When I was like a kid, like yeah. young. And I remember I was like 11 or 12 when like one day she was, she said something like, Your stomach's getting too big you need to like shrink your stomach or whatever and so I think around like 11 or 12 is when I really started having issues with food but I was an athlete so like I needed food and my my mom and stepdad are nurses so they kept me fed but every time I went to my dad's house they they had issues with this like my my stepmom would like starve me she like wouldn't feed me oh my gosh (laughs) See, I can see how this is, like, problematic because it's, like, you grew up with, like, there was no, like, happy medium. It was, like, you're either all healthy or you just, like, eat for pleasure, basically, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, that's, that's, like, my childhood. I get to, like, probably... 13 or 14 and that's when I started experimenting with ener- with starving myself basically yeah. that's when I feel like my anorexia probably really started and I got praised for it by the time I hit high school everyone was like oh you've lost so much weight fun fact middle yeah. schoolers are supposed to be chubby you're oh, supposed 100%. to be chubby in middle you're getting school. ready to grow yeah and all your hormones that's how you regulate like that's how your that's when your hormones start developing yeah. is when you're in like middle school era which is so traumatizing in our in our society well, because that's when you start is. getting hit with be skinny you yeah. can't eat too much you well, not right your body is not right whatever yeah and middle schoolers suck my little sister is in middle school now and you're the evil. girls are yeah they're mean i'm like will not be putting my kids in middle school. (laughs) But anyway, I hit high school and I, between seventh and ninth grade, I dropped so much weight. But I also grew about five or six inches. Okay. And I've I've always been taller than everyone, but I had one summer where I literally grew four inches and I had stretch marks like on my back because I grew so much. Oh my gosh. And so 
nutritionist me always cringes about this because I'm like, oh, you needed food at that time. And I later on experienced a lot of health issues because of what happened during this time. But I it was a really high intensity athlete in high school, but everyone was like, oh, you're so skinny. Oh, you look so good. So I got all that social pressure. And so that's when I feel like my anorexia was probably at its at its peak. Yeah. That's when one of the peaks. Yeah. <laughs> and I also had issues with binge episodes because okay. obviously I was starving because I was playing volleyball for four hours a day. Mm-hmm. And so I wouldn't feed myself all day long. Yeah. And then I'd get home and I'd eat everything and then I would make myself sick and then I wasn't I never purged I was never like a binge and purge it was just a binge yeah but um we know how many issues that has and so that was through high school I really like food that that's the thing my stepdad gave me a love for food he kept trying to get me to go to culinary school because I would cook also with them like I really enjoyed food but I had this like love hate relationship like oh I can't eat because I need to be skinny but Mm-hmm. Oh, I love food. And so that's kind of where the binging, like anorexia yeah. and binging comes in. And then I get closer to college and everyone says freshman 15. And as somebody who has body dysmorphia, who mm-hmm. I I'll look at pictures of myself when I was a, a teenager and be like, oh, my God, I was so skinny. But my brain was telling me, you're huge. Yeah. <laughs> you're massive and you need to just continue to lose weight and so everyone scares me with the freshman 15 and so I hit college and my first year of college was probably the worst of my anorexia but that's also where all my health issues started okay and so I I lost like all my hair I was telling you this like Mm -hmm. I I had like a bald spot on the back of my head and I was so I was so like grossly skinny and I didn't eat. I never fed myself. Mm-hmm. And it's college, so I'm also drinking. Great combination. Great combination. <laughs> this is it was like it was a great time, but at the same time, looking back on it, I'm like, man, I really like no wonder my health was messed up. And yeah. so that was the time when I started developing um symptoms of PCOS. And okay. a lot of people don't talk about this, but people who women who have anorexia in their early stages tend to develop PCOS because our, yeah because horm- your hormones don't develop correctly my hormones didn't develop correctly because I wasn't feeding myself fun fact you need fat for your hormones yeah. <laughs> and so I like I hadn't developed um slightly TMI but I hadn't developed like breast tissue or I yeah. my breasts weren't very developed but nobody was worried about it because I was an athlete right so nobody was concerned they were just like you were you're a high intensity athlete like you're not gonna get your period you're probably not gonna develop breasts like all these things that were probably like yeah yeah it was really like it was a it's a great example of how anorexia can be so easily missed yep especially in young women Mm -hmm. because the expectations are basically for you to be anorexic (laughs) and so I didn't eat For my like full freshman year yeah. of, of college. And then I started developing all these issues. And I finally moved into a place that had a kitchen. Okay. And I still didn't really cook all that much. I wasn't like into cooking yet. Mm-hmm. 
until about my junior year of college and then I got really into cooking I was living by myself and I was like oh I have to feed myself like <laughs> not on college campus anymore like yeah. I can't just go to the go to the food hall or whatever and so I got like interested in cooking again and so I got I got into it and then I've just developed it and then I met Ryan mm -hmm. and I would make the weirdest food for him and yeah. he would be like this is so good <laughs> and so he kind of like hyped me up um, yeah and eventually I just developed a, just a love for cooking if you follow yeah. my Instagram you'll see all of my food <laughs> you guys I've always said that if I ever am not vegan Olivia's making my first non-vegan meal you guys her food looks so good like <laughs> she's crazy talented I, yeah, so I really like food. I look back and I'm like, I should have gone to culinary school, but I'm glad I didn't because I feel like school would have made me not like food the way oh, that I, I do now. So yeah. And so now we've evolved into yep. loving food. But while I was in, in school for our master's in nutrition, I want to say Dr. E mm -hmm. brought up intuitive eating. Yeah, I think he was one of because I think it was like our general like introduction to nutrition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought up, I'm pretty sure it was him. He brought up intuitive eating and I had never in my life heard it. And before this, really? I was a chronic, yeah, I was a chronic dieter and I never heard of it. I tried all the other freaking diets out there, but mm -hmm. I had never heard of intuitive eating. And I was like, it, it just like connected with me. Like it felt like something I needed to dive deeper into. My intuition was like, you got to check that out. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, during that class, developed the concept of my current business, Intuitive Dieta, okay. because we were learning about intuitive eating and we were talking about the history of nutrition and the word dieta came up. Dieta is an uh, old Latin word that means diet, regime, lifestyle, etc. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. And I was like, what if you put the two together? And so that's where like the concept of intuitive dieta came about. And that's when I decided to just, I just dove in. I just decided to go for it. So that's when I started my intuitive eating journey, which was 2021. And I'm still on it. Yeah, We're still journeying. I had so much stuff that I had to work through in my mind because of diet mentality and because of diet culture. And I also have to, I still deal with body dysmorphia every day. Fun fact, it's like, it's a mental illness. It doesn't go yeah. away. You don't, you don't just, body dysmorphia doesn't just disappear and all of a sudden you love your body, but it's always a work in progress. And now I'm super passionate about it. That's what my whole business is on. It's it's so natural once you get rid of all the external learning that, that we all get, all the subconscious subliminal messaging we get. And once you kind of like learn to <laughs> dig yeah. through that a little bit, you're like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. And so there's no such thing as perfect in intuitive eating because mm -hmm. eating isn't perfect and it doesn't have to be. And I think that's why I love it. So intuitive eating is my thing right now. And I'm teaching people about it too. So that's I don't know amazing. if that answered your question. Oh my gosh. No, thank you for like sharing all that. Like it's, I know it's hard to like talk about like your own problems with food and stuff. So I appreciate you sharing that, but it's crazy to me because we didn't really connect until like halfway through our program. So in my mind, you've always just been this like passionate <laughs> spokesperson about intuitive eating. And I honest to God had no idea in the grand scheme of like our lives. Yeah. A relatively new thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it, crazy because it like you're my role model 
<laughs> for intuitive eating because I you do it so well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I guess I'm still learning. Yes. Mostly, like, I feel like we just all need to learn to enjoy our food again. Wish. It's like, like we both mentioned it. We're like, yeah. kids are natural intuitive eaters. Right. And that's why what you say around them, it matters. It matters because, like, if you foster this relationship with food for kids or you ruin it, like, you're going to set them up for how they're going to interact with food, basically, as they enter adulthood. Exactly. Yeah, it's it. I like to tell people my story. I've gotten a lot better about telling people my story because I think it's so important. It's like the little things you say to kids that you don't realize mean so much. Yes. So. All right. All right. So, what is your one of your current favorite meals or two? Because I definitely did two. Oh, it's hard. This one's so hard, and it's true. Mine changes based off the seasons. Yeah, we're both one hundred percent. I'm. I've become a total seasonal eater. Mm -hmm. So right now, soup. I discovered this. um, It's like a coconut curry soup. Say less. And it is so, that's like, it's so good. It's like one of my obsessions because it's sweet, but it's also super salty. And I'm I'm a salty girl, which is really funny because my husband's all about dessert and sweets. His family, (laughs) I need to do a genetic exam on his family because they're all like super duper healthy and they can eat sugar like nobody's business yeah. no insulin issues at all like See, isn't it cr- it's it's bioindividuality like literally you can eat the exact same as someone and you're gonna look totally different yep exactly and i am witnessing it with his family <laughs> yeah so coconut curry soup is pretty high up there I've been trying to explore with Reagan's inspired me. So I've been playing with like vegan food and vegetarian food because Ryan and I always try and do like one or two meals a week that is only veggies. And it's for no other reason except for us to like explore it. Yeah. There's no need for it. It saves money too. Let's be real. Okay. This is like one of the best reasons. You can make so much of it. For so little. (laughs) And in this economy, (laughs) I will take it. (laughs) But also, don't get me wrong, your girl can make a mean steak. Me and my stepdad are like in a competition right now because he makes, I can't eat steak when I go out to eat because they don't make it right and it's not good. But me and him are like in a competition right now with who can make the best steak. He's still winning, but amazing. I've learned to butter finish my steak and that. Takes it to a whole nother level. I think that you and my dad would get along great. Like <laughs> she'll just be like, "Okay, Reagan, you can like bring dessert, but I'm gonna I'm gonna eat at Olivia's." <laughs> yeah, give me steak, potatoes, and vegetables. Oh and my gosh! Also, what I make. your pictures. I think you can make a pretty mean burger too because your burgers oh, look like right. Exactly. Like you just gotta play. Your yep. food should be fun. You should play with your food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Going into our last long question what is one of the best pieces of advice that you have been given oh my god you were talking about yours and i was like that is so good and i think the best pieces of advice i was ever given this might be controversial but money isn't real (laughs) we like money is not real we've all agreed on money being a certain value but Money is not real. It's just an energetic exchange, right? Like we're just, money is just taking energy and trading it for something else. And our society is so obsessed 
with more money mm-hmm. and it doesn't exist i would rather have more time i would rather have more adventures i would rather have more experiences like yes yes, money will fund those things of course but it's that energetic exchange like how much time do you want to sacrifice for the things that you want and can you find a way for it to take less time I love, I love that train of thought because I used to be one of those people that was like, I just need a lot of money, you know, but now that the ripe old age of 26, I'm like, (laughs) I just need enough money to do what I want to do. Like Mm -hmm. if I can, like, I want enough money so I can take a month to just like go explore some national park, you know, like I don't need an excess of money. It's the experiences. Exactly. Honestly. So right. money consumes so much of people's time and energy yeah. and it causes so many issues right. for no reason. It mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. It's not real. It it only has as much value as you give it. Yep. Exactly. So all right. <laughs> Our quote unquote rapid fire questions. <laughs> what is your favorite color? Uh super dark green, like like Ooh. forest green is is my current obsession, I Huge think. Fan. Favorite food, similar to favorite meal, I guess, but steak. <laughs> <laughs> Reasons I, I could not be vegetarian. Like, over here, freaking oatmeal and broccoli. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. steak. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, um, I have it way too. I eat it, I don't want to say way too often, but yeah. my I'm telling you, me and my stepdad are in a competition. So, like, every time I go to their house for yeah. dinner, He's making steak. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Okay, what is your favorite workout? Legs all day, baby. Oh, <laughs> which is why I thought it was funny. You're like chest and arms, and I'm like, I hate chest and arms. Oh my gosh, I but- love me a good deadlift. One could argue that's kind of low key a hybrid of arms and legs. But like yeah. on squat day, I sit in my car. This is guys. If you follow my Instagram, I do like little car rants. Those are always me procrastinating going in for leg day because I despise it. I know. It was so funny. You did like that post the other day and you're like, I hate leg day. And I'm like, give me leg day any day. I mean, my knees don't appreciate it. My joints are not a fan. But I also love a good ab workout. Like Nice. Core. Core everything. Well, you've done like a lot of Pilates, haven't you? Pilates and yoga, I've I've discovered is side yes. side rant, but I went through this whole um because I have body dysmorphia and because I've had so many issues. One of one of the principles of intuitive eating is movement and finding movement that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And it took me about a year and a half to like get to a point where I could think about that. Yeah. And I realized all of my workouts were like punishments from my body not looking the way I wanted it to look. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't separate working out from that mentality. And so I took three months off of working out altogether. Yeah. I didn't do any sort of <laughs> I mean, I did like I, I went for walks and I right. like did hiking, but I not like organized. Yeah. And yeah. at the time I had just gotten off of medication for my PCOS too, because that was messing with me. And so I I was like, I just need like space from working out. And then I I slowly started getting back into it once I could like change my mentality on it. Mm-hmm. And I discovered 
I love yoga and I love Pilates because it's all about mind-body integration. It's like using your mind and your body to do certain stuff. But I also love cycling. Don't ask me to run. If you see me running, you better run because I'm don't run for anything unless someone's chasing He's running you. from and even then I'm the not a neighbor who has a gun. Yeah, I'm not a flight person. I'm a fight person. Like <laughs> if I'm running, there's a good reason I'm running. But oh, cycling, love cycling. I love that <laughs> hobby. What what's give me some hobbies? Ah, reading. Reading yes. is my obsession. I I I don't know if there's any fourth wing people listening, but fourth wing was obsessed. It just the next book just came out, and I've been neglecting many <laughs> many things to read. But this is the issue with reading for me is I truly get obsessed, and so if yeah. I start reading a book and I'm into it, I will not do anything else. My husband hates it when I'm reading a book. He's like, <laughs> like I'm not getting any attention. I already know. Yeah. Although he can play all his video games. So it's it's kind of a match made in heaven, but also he gets annoyed. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. The only B I got in all of um, my master's program was when I discovered Akatar and, and Throne of Glass. Because for three straight weeks, I read all of Sarah J. Moss's, all of the books. And I was no, also this is in- like a 15 book like universe. Yeah situation she was nuts and not like not like 200 page books these are like 500 to 800 they are solid books you guys like yeah my my superpower is speed reading i can read like a 400 page book in like a day it's amazing (laughs) i wish i had that skill like i feel like i'm a fast reader and you're just like no you're slow (laughs) i love that also i'm plugging i think gardening is also a good hobby of yours oh yes crazy cool garden i plants just not just even plants gardening just plants me and my little sister walked around my house to count how many plants i have just in my house i yeah. have over 75 plants in my house teach me your ways you guys i'm a <laughs> vegan with a brown thumb everything i get dies i try so hard <laughs> the real trick the the green thumb trick is you buy so many plants that when some of them die nobody notices <laughs> you don't even notice <laughs> All right. All right. What is your biggest fear? Oh, I remember writing this one and being like, what is my greatest fear? Like, I I think, like you said, for the big one, like, I don't ever want to die regretting that I didn't try something. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really, like, afraid of anything. Like, some people are like, I'm scared of spiders. I'm like, I'm the person that picks up the spider to put the spider outside. Yeah, I'm like, Black Widows, I'll kill on sight, but that's because they're bad for the environment. So yeah. I will kill Black Widows. But every I, I'm not really like, heights don't really scare me all that much. Yeah. Like I get the, you know, the jitters when I'm up high, but I think mm-hmm. anyone does. So I feel like, I feel like actually, scratch the regret thing I think my biggest fear is losing the people I love yeah I used to have like really terrible nightmares as a kid and that was always like some people get chased in their dreams or like yeah someone's after them but like I always had the fear that something was going to happen to the people I love and I think Mm -hmm. that's like my biggest fear is something bad happening to people I love all right um give me a perfect day for you oh all right After this, you're in a cottage in the woods. There's a slight fog over. 
there's a slight fog over the land and you're just sitting on your front porch with a good book and all you can smell is that fog and it's so beautiful and serene and I just get to like wake up and enjoy my coffee maybe do a little bit of like light movement of some Mm -hmm. sort walk around the land maybe some stretching (laughs) and then I just get to sit down like look at everything it's like the dream of because my goal in life is to have a farm yes and so like a perfect day is like the idyllic like the sun is going down and you get to look across your land and be proud of like all the stuff that you've done yeah that's my perfect day (laughs) olivia and i are gonna start like our own compound heck yeah (laughs) you know where a great place to do that is idaho i don't really yeah but they don't tell you about it because they don't want people to move here. Mm, <laughs> noted. Real Idaho. Idahoans, you're That's keeping things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness. Also, your day has to have a steak in there. Oh well, yeah. Obviously, I'm cooking yeah. throughout the day as well, like feeding myself. But I I've discovered now that my husband works a nine to five. He used to work at home. Okay. And he switched to a nine to five. I've discovered I don't like cooking for myself. Yeah. I like cooking for people. So when I have to cook for myself, I'm it's girl dinner all day. Oh, <laughs> the weirdest things when it's just me. Yeah, exactly. But like when there's people, you're getting like a five course meal. People love to come to my house because yeah. they know they're getting fed. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving at Olivia's house. Sorry. Like I said, right? guys, November, like I would pay for a ticket for that. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves me because I feed them. And every time, like, my friend Lexi will just, like, pop in occasionally. Shout yeah. out, Lexi. And every time she comes over, I'm like, do you need food? Do you want food? And she's always like, yes. <laughs> Love to see when you have kids, you're going to be the house where everyone's like, we need to have the sleepover at your kid's name's house because their mom makes the good stuff. Yes, that's like my whole goal in life is for my kids' friends to think I'm the coolest person on earth. I love I don't know. That's like a that's a goal. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, can I I'm adding a bonus question? Um, because now we talked about Thanksgiving. What is one Thanksgiving dish that it wouldn't be Thanksgiving if you didn't have Uh, mashed potatoes and gravy? No, just gravy. Just the gravy. Just the gravy. (laughs) Just brown gravy or white gravy well for thanksgiving or like overall overall well for thanksgiving brown gravy but overall i can't decide yeah depends on what i'm eating it with biscuits and gravy is like one of my obsessions (laughs) my new life goal is i actually i just got a really cool cookbook from my mother-in-law for my birthday we love Um, and it has like vegan comfort food and there's a biscuits and gravy recipe i'm like i need to try this asap yes it's just like finding the time you should send me a picture of that so i can get it because i'm always like curious to try i'm always trying to like perfect vegan and vegetarian food just so i can show people that you can eat vegetables and it's good yes Yes. (laughs) you can make broccoli good i love making broccoli into something that's like crack oh yeah <laughs> garlic and red pepper is all oh, you need to add to your elite. it is yeah. elite yes <laughs> it's crack it's crack broccoli <laughs> i always like it when people tell me they don't like vegetables because i'm like bet come to my challenge house. Challenge, yeah, accepted. challenge accepted if you can't look at the vegetable you bet your ass i'm gonna hide it in there and you're gonna be like this is amazing i'm gonna be like yeah guess what you're eating spinach uh. 
I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. We did it. First episode. Um, I'm kind of impressed. It it was long, but guys, we can go off like no other. Yeah. Reagan and I could go days. Mm-hmm. Days and days. But we did it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and we cannot wait to do more of this. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Olivia here. I just wanted to come on and let you guys know that I will be launching a 12-week program called Intuitive Diet Academy at the end of January. I am super excited about this program. It's something that I wish I had before I went to grad school when I was trying a bunch of different diets and weight loss programs. And it's going to have everything about intuitive eating, different stress management techniques, cooking tips and tricks, there'll be meditations. There's so much on this. You're not going to want to miss this program. And also, if you join the waitlist before January 20th, there will be a 30% discount on the original price. So if you guys are interested, go ahead and check out that link down below and join that waitlist. I can't wait to see you guys there. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Real Nutrition Talk with Reagan and I. If you love this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review, tagged us in a story, or just left a comment or question on what you enjoyed and what you want more of. You can also follow us on Instagram with the links below in the show notes. Thank you again for tuning in and we'll see you next time.